Welcome to this End of Life podcast, episode two. I'm Jessica Duffin, and this is the extension of my blog, thisendolife.com, where I talk about living with endometriosis um, and mental health issues. Um, this podcast is all about bringing you guests who are battling chronic conditions and mental health issues in their own unique ways and are changing the lives of others with their work. If you're wondering why there's an episode out so soon, I did say um, in the first episode that I would be releasing every other week, Um, but I was just so overwhelmed by the um, amount of downloads and the positive feedback and the love from you guys that I thought I would celebrate by releasing um, one episode every week for the first three weeks. So there will be one more episode next week and then I'll follow with the every other week format. Uh, So yeah, I hope you enjoy Today I'm talking to Fela Dunphy and Autumn Smith, who are the Endo Twins. They have a ridiculously cool website and weekly newsletter about endometriosis, and it's basically delivering the sick humour for sick-minded girls. Um, We had a lot of fun with this uh, interview. We laughed a lot, and um, we talked about some heavier subjects as well, but these girls have such a good energy and such a... um, lovely relationship they really bounce off each other so I really enjoyed talking to them um what was also interesting for me is that I have mild endometriosis so even though um I have quite a lot of symptoms and some of those symptoms are really severe my endo um itself isn't growing at a rapid rate so I've only had two surgeries where um both Autumn and Fela have had several um, and they've also got some really serious operations coming up. So we spend the first half of the podcast talking about that um, and talking about the decisions they've had to make around those surgeries. And then we move on to sex tips, um, how they met and their weird relationship quirks um, and pelvic floor therapy, uh, loads of things, what they're grateful for Um you know, even though they're living with severe endometriosis, it's just a really interesting interview and um, it's really eye-opening. So here they are. I hope you enjoy. I really want to start with, you know, your personal journeys because I think that's obviously um, endometriosis is such an like a, such a personal thing and it's such an emotional journey that mm-hmm. people go in lots of different directions with it. You know, like some people go down different paths um, and it's yeah. interesting to find like what your story was and your motivation. So it'd be really good to find out what your like diagnosis journey, like what your journeys were like with that, because so many women go on for like seven years or 22 years with their diagnosis. God, yeah. Mm-hmm. Bela, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, so, I mean, I feel like Um, mine was very similar to most women, you know, Mm -hmm. I started having pain with my periods when I was 12 or 13 and it was just debilitating, missed school, missed events, missed a lot of things. Um, and it continued through high school just as bad. I also had really heavy bleeding, just, I mean, almost scary (laughs) bleeding. Um, 
And, you know, every OBGYN, you know, would either just give me birth control or, or say it's normal or, you know, both. Um, so I was often on birth control in my teen years. Um, but I would get off of it just thinking, oh, I don't need to be on it if I don't have to, you know, um, not thinking anything was wrong with me. (laughs) Um, and then in my early twenties, when I was about, uh, 22, uh, my periods got to the point where it was almost like every bad symptom was just times a hundred. Um, and I was actually like, okay, I really need to go to the emergency room. Um, and I, you know, went to like a clinic and they thought it was my appendix. So they did a CT scan and, you know, they always do that. They always think it's your appendix. Um, (laughs) yeah. And I feel like every woman's story, it's like, they thought it was your appendix. It wasn't the appendix. Mm -hmm. Um, and I had, uh, I mean, to this guy at the clinic, he wasn't an OBGYN, but he said there was something on one of my ovaries, so I should call mm-hmm. an OBGYN. Um, and so I did, and I got an appointment with her, and um, she, they did another scan and found that I had like an endometrioma, which I still get really confused about. I feel like I should know more about those Um yeah. But I had a cyst and an endometrioma, which meant, like, even without doing surgery yet, she was like, you, you probably have endometriosis. <laughs> yeah. um, so, and then from there, you know, but she didn't want to do a surgery. She um, she said, you know, we'll get you into physical therapy. We'll get you on continuous birth control. You know, it's going to be okay, which just really made me confused because mm-hmm. um, at this time I'm doing all this research and everyone's, you know, getting these surgeries mm-hmm. um, to be diagnosed. I'm like, well, I don't know. Like, I, if I really have it, if I'm not, you know, having the surgery. And then eventually I did uh, find an OBGYN who did the surgery. And uh, I remember just after she did the surgery, she was like, it's really, really bad. It's just everywhere. I was like, yeah. okay, so what do I do, you know? Um, and then, like, long story short, ever since then, I've just, you know, I've had multiple surgeries of just... Uh, removing it and trying to live a manageable life with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm currently trying to go to Atlanta to have, um, wide excision. I also have stage four, it's on my diaphragm. So I want a thoracic surgery, which I've never had before. I have really bad diaphragm symptoms, like my arm, shoulder, back, breathing problems, stuff like that. Um, yeah. So it's crazy. This has only been not even two years, really, to put that in like wow. a perspective. So you were diagnosed yeah. at twenty-two. Yeah, I'm twenty-four now. Right. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a crazy couple years. Yeah. So Nuts. how are you managing now? So you're going to have this surgery. Like, how are you managing day to day? Well, <laughs> it's it's very rough to be honest because I just had my last surgery in November. I had a bowel resection. Um, and I still have very bad pelvic pain that I honestly just manage with pain medication, heat. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's hard. The, the worst part is having such extreme arm and back pain because Mm -hmm. it really limits my mobility of that arm. It's my dominant hand. Right. Um, so that is something that I'm currently working on trying to manage, but it's, you know, it's tricky because you see doctors at either pain clinics or an OBGYN I found here who they just are not endo specialists. So even though they have removed endo on many women, 
they just, you know, they hear about my arm pain and they say, okay, you're going to go on Lupron. Let's suppress the disease. You know, if it still hurts, then maybe it's not endo that's causing it. And that's just ridiculous because we all know no, that endo is yeah. causing this. <laughs> yeah. And okay. it needs you're to 24. Be you're healthy. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, it's just ridiculous that they just want this disease just to sit in me and continue to grow. Mm. And when it's already in that cavity, you know, it can go anywhere from there. And it's, you know, so it's scary. And I'm, you know, Atlanta's expensive. And, um, you know, it's just, you know, surgery is, you know, intense. And um, yeah, so I don't really know. How, it's one of those things I feel like all women's like, how do I really manage this pain? Because it just gets exactly. so overwhelming. You try so many things and you just don't get relief and you mm. get really discouraged, you know. Autumn, what about you? Well, um, our stories are actually pretty similar. Um, I think it took both of us about seven years, mm-hmm. like the average, to yeah. get diagnosed. Um, I had, you know, horrible periods in junior high and high school. And I think I'm just now realizing, like, I don't think I really thought, like, I had a problem, you know? Mm-hmm. Um you know, you get like made fun of for being like a wuss and like, you know, mm. when you have terrible periods, cause everyone has periods, all of your friends do, and they mm. don't act that way, you know, and miss out on sports or like miss school. Like that was one big thing that I think I really stood out, like having to miss days and days each month, you know? Yeah. Um, but yeah, after high school, it kind of just got worse. I mean, I knew that I was kind of relatively unhealthy. Um, <laughs> And by the time I was like about 22, it just seemed like, you know, it wasn't a week period anymore. It wasn't two weeks. It was becoming like the whole month, you know, I was having, whether I was bleeding or not, you, you know, I was having symptoms, just crazy different. I was just unhealthy. And I'm not, like I said before, like we aren't unhealthy people. It's just the disease, you know, we're young. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, I was about 22 and I was actually, I had kidney spasms for the first time. So it's, it is crazy that I like wasn't even diagnosed and it was already on my kidneys, you know? Um, so yeah, I had kidney spasms. I went to the hospital. Um, of course I think they probably thought it was like the appendix or something. I know that because <laughs> for years I had gone to doctors and they thought I had like Crohn's disease and like celiac disease and like, cause I couldn't poop. You know, yeah. or IBS. Yeah. Yeah, IBS. And Did all you that. guys get, um, I don't know if you call it this in America. Did you guys keep getting sent to the STI clinic? I don't, what? what is that? Okay, the so, <laughs> in the, like, so in the UK, it's sexually transmitted infections. Oh. And because I was oh, like right. 17, they kept sending me to the bloody clinic. And I was oh, like, my God. you tested me a month ago. I don't have anything. Yeah. <laughs> like how many times do you want me to go through no. this and be tested for freaking chlamydia? Yeah. They're like, no, let's just check for chlamydia one more time. Just in case. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Hopefully you have it this time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awful. No, I hadn't. I did have a doctor once think that I had I don't know what it was, like syphilis or something, just something <laughs> weird. And he didn't even test me. He just gave me an antibiotic or medication, whatever, for it. And I was like, okay, I'm not taking this. Like, <laughs> I yeah, yeah. don't have this. So, <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, IBS, Crohn's disease, all those things, whatever. But the kidney spasms were bad. And, and yeah, in the hospital, I just remember the ER doctor 
basically explained endometriosis to me. I had never heard the word before in my life. Mm. Um, and just kind of explained all of it. And I was like, oh my God, like I have all those symptoms like that. It was amazing to hear mm-hmm. of something that could actually, you know, pinpoint my problems. And um, she was really nice. She actually sent me home with like a ridiculous amount of painkillers. And then I went to follow up with her like a month later because she had told me that you can only be diagnosed through surgery and whatever. And I said, okay, so when can we start talking about surgery and, you know, um, all of that. And she was like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you're not, you don't need surgery. Like, calm down. Like, it's just (laughs) ridiculous. Because your age, they didn't want to do that. But it's like, right. I mean, I hear about that just like Fela. Like, it's yeah, like, ridiculous. I mean, it's insane. And the fact, like I said, I was having kidney spasms. I mean, if it spreads, I mean, that would mean it was technically stage four at that point, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it was insane. So I basically, I searched around. I found an OBGYN that I still see now. Um, and he, in my first appointment, scheduled me for surgery. He just said, basically, yeah, you have it. I know you do. We're going to go in and we're going to take it out. And, um, yeah, it's, it's on pretty much everything all the way up to my diaphragm as well. And I'm going to, I've had nine surgeries in about wow. three and a half years and I'm going to have my 10th, um, March 14th and I'm going to have a full hysterectomy and like excision on every organ. And they're also going to go into my thoracic cavity. So Hopefully things will be good after that. Wow. You guys are like, you're so strong. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. Really intense stories. I mean, do you, don't worry, you don't have to answer this, but so you've made the decision to have a hysterectomy. Like Mm -hmm. how was that for you, that decision? I mean, it's, it's hard now, like leading up to it. I, I think like Fela and I talk about this a lot. You always kind of know what's going to be your end game. Um, Mm. It's unfortunate, but I think the fact that I've kind of come to terms with it for almost four years now, I think helped a lot. Um, But it's rough. I mean, I've been with my boyfriend for over nine years. I mean, we started dating in high school. It would be so fun to see like what our kids look like and you know what I mean? But I think that's the hardest thing. It's just, I haven't had, I've been so sick that I haven't had time to even be sad about it. Mm. And I mean, that could, you know, be a blessing in disguise, I guess, but I really, all I want right now is to feel better. And that's kind of, I mean, the hysterectomy is like the only thing I haven't tried, you know? Yeah. And I mean, you're, you're, your health and feeling better really is your priority. That's your quality of life, isn't it? Like Oh, absolutely. You're both so young and you have so much time ahead of so you. So young. So mm-hmm. it's insane. It's like that decision of like, do I spend the rest of my life in agony or do I, you know, move forward? And hopefully that that works for you. I have my fingers crossed for both exactly. of you guys. Like those are big... Well, Thank you. Thank you so much. And like, yeah, yeah, we appreciate it. That's amazing what you're doing, the fact that you're supporting so many others when you're struggling yourselves. Um, you know, I know how easy it is to, like, isolate yourself. 
Oh, yeah. yeah. And I think that's what we both were doing before we met each other. I think that if we hadn't have met, we might still be isolating ourselves. Yeah. You know, oh, really... And we would be miserable. I mean, oh my and God. that's kind of why we do what we do, because there's so many women out there that they need a connection like we have mm. and they need people to talk to. I mean, we were so like desperate and lonely and we just didn't have it's it is so hard to explain like how isolated you feel and how, you know, yeah. you feel like I you think have no one. Yeah, and I think once we realized how much that changed our lives, we wanted everyone else to find that as well, even if it was in a different way or, yeah, um, yeah you know, just, I mean, it, I don't, I mean, sometimes, I know it sounds really dramatic, but I don't think I would be alive if I had my autumn sometimes, you know, it's oh, just. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I understand yeah, what you're saying. <laughs> we were in some dark places yeah. before yeah. we came into each other's lives. It can be really dark. You can have so many people that love you and be just surrounded by good things. But if there's no one that like actually understands what you're going yeah. through, it's like, it feels, yeah, it's bad. I, I, I feel like I didn't even understand how good it felt because I had never heard somebody understand. You know mm. what I mean? You're so used yeah. to just these family members and they love you. And I think that's what breaks your heart so much is they love you so much and they want you better, and you're not getting better, and they don't understand. Yeah. But when someone you love is as sick as you, they understand why you're sick and why you're getting more sick or why nothing's working. Mm-hmm. And no, totally. that love is just, it's just a different feeling, you know? Yeah, it's just completely different. Yeah, yeah, just support. And, like, just to know that, I don't, it's so strange how this disease can make you feel so crazy. And it feels yeah. so good to have somebody that you know, makes you feel normal because they're just as crazy as you are. And, you know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did you guys meet in the first place? Well, I actually reached out to Autumn because I found her. her, uh, She had an Instagram just for her endometriosis and it was fuck you endo. And I was like, I just (laughs) need to talk to this girl. (laughs) I was so tired. I mean, no offense to inspirational endometriosis accounts, but I just, that's all I had seen. And I was Mm. so, so depressed and I wanted to be depressed with somebody and (laughs) something about fuck you. And I was like, yeah, we're going to get along. So, um, I messaged her and, uh, yeah, we started talking and then, um, uh, from there, I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of, we just became like best friends via social media, you know, Mm -hmm. What was so great is that Autumn and I not only like I feel like when we started talking, I realized that even if we weren't sick, if we had met in any other circumstance, we still would be that close. Like it wasn't yeah. just the disease anymore. Yeah. It was everything else too, which was so awesome. <laughs> yeah, that helps to actually like like who she is as a person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad you liked her as a person. Yeah. <laughs> I mean I like you now, like over yeah. time, of course. So <laughs> So when did you start to create Endo Twins? So had you met, like, um, physically in person before you started? No. (laughs) No. That's amazing. It was so creepy, like, telling my friends about my friend (laughs) who I've never met. It was, like, that was, no. And it's still awkward, like, just to say that we met on the internet. Like, it just feels so weird. But everyone's doing it now. They are. And like, it's, it obviously it worked out fine. I mean, she's not like a murderer or anything. So <laughs> yeah, everything's good. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, we hadn't met yet. How far? 
Well, so we started it in August Mm -hmm. last, we started last August and we didn't meet in real life till, uh, November of this last year. So like four months ago. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You guys sound like you've been friends for years. I know it's so weird. We talk a lot though. Like too much. We've talked every day for, I mean, this summer it'll be two years. Can I say Um, without being like, like rude that that is so cute? That's okay, just... <laughs> and I was just gonna say, like, it's not even in a cute way. We just like message each other like We're... horrible things about our bodies and stuff. Like, yeah, I every... mean, we FaceTime <laughs> doing things that you don't need. It's yeah, it's it's bad after <laughs> surgeries or ER visits. I mean, we've been there for each other through everything. It's just, yeah. it's kind it's... of creepy, and it's okay if people call it creepy because it is. <laughs> I don't. It totally is. I don't like, know. I don't think people get it. But whatever. <laughs> people don't get it because maybe you know they're not they're not going through what we go through. You know, I bet there's yeah. so many girls out there who are like, yeah, I completely hear you. Yeah, oh, that's I true. Hope so I mean, yeah. you need it. It's like a sisterhood. It's like you know, I love all of my friends a lot. It's not that like, I mean, it's just different to have someone mm. like really understand. Like the first time she came to visit me, like oh I always my god, tell people about it. It was so comforting to like wake up the next day and have someone like she was already awake and she before I could even like say the words I feel horrible like she just was like I feel like shit like it was so (laughs) great like it was so calming and it actually like it gives you the motivation to like try harder because you Mm -hmm. have someone trying with you not like all these able-bodied people around you who can you know surpass you in like every you know everything you do it's like it's really nice you know no, definitely. I so, completely yeah. understand that. So what was the moment when you were like, right, let's, let's do this. Let's start the end. Uh, as for, well, we had been talking a while. We were like, um, we were both creative people, you know, um, both very artistic mm. and we, we just, we both hadn't been able to work in a very long time. So neither of us had jobs. And yeah we knew that that was making us depressed, that we literally weren't doing anything with our lives other than being sick. And you get really tired of that consuming your whole life. Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, and so we used to just Skype for hours and hours before I had an iPhone and could FaceTime. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. And we would kind of spitball ideas and we would make jokes and we would be up till 4 a.m. just laughing about all these ridiculous ideas of movies we could make. And not ridiculous, <laughs> you know, they were great ideas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah great. You know, a little <laughs> silly once it's 4 a.m. and you've taken painkillers you know and you've been talking about all these weird things (laughs) um yeah and then autumn I don't honestly don't even remember I feel like it just it just happened it Uh, do you remember it better (laughs) not really I but I know Fela was the one that like made it happen I actually remember being terrified because we would talk about all these ideas and stuff Mm. And we actually were both like really into film and like I said, really artistic, whatever. But um, she is more of a writer. And I think really, I think you're the better writer, but thank you. I don't think so. But I feel um, like you're like a born writer. Like that's like your thing, you know, like oh, <laughs> I so just feel sweet. like so thank I you. But that's what made me like terrified at the beginning. Of, like <laughs> I cannot do this. And oh. I and she like seriously made the website like. In, I mean, she's, like, insane. Like, she can, like, sit down sick as fuck and, like, 
on the computer for like four hours and she'll like create you a website. Like it's insane. I don't know. I don't even know how it happened, but it was like an overnight thing. And it scared me <laughs> because I was like, I know this is too fast. Like, I don't even know like how to do we to like write right now. Like, I don't know, but oh I'm really God. glad, like even like a, I mean, just a few days later, I was really grateful that she did like jump the gun and do it because when you're sick like this, it's so easy to say, I can't do this right now. You know, like, let's put it off another week, another week, a month, a year, whatever. Mm. It wouldn't have happened, you know? I mean, so. Yeah. I I don't know what came over me. I, I really was insane, but I mean, it really (laughs) happened fast. And it's funny (laughs) listening to Autumn explain how I started the website because it really did happen overnight. I just, yeah. I, I was just so freaking determined, not only for myself, but for Autumn too. Like I, yeah, because sometimes I feel like we are one person. So it was uh-huh. almost like we needed it so badly. We needed something to give us hope and we mm. had literally nothing. So I would just literally stay up on my computer for hours and hours, determined to figure out how to create a website, determined to make it look like the best website possible that I could do as someone who has never taken any courses yeah. or anything. Um, <laughs> And I mean, yeah, I write, but I'm not, you know, I didn't go to college for, you know, I mean, didn't go to college in general. So you know what I, mean? I just didn't really know much. And I kind of surprised myself that it came out pretty good, you know? I mean, yeah, it, it looks keeps... awesome. I love it. Oh, thank you. I, really, thank you. Like, I wanted to ask you about it. Like for me, because um, I have an art background as well and I saw it and I was like, this is, this is like a magazine. It's like an arty magazine. Oh, and, my God. And that's, that's what so I liked sweet. about, you know, like oh, just the yes, arty, that's like so sweet. That's the exactly picture of you guys as twins. Want. Like, I just felt that it was cool, actually. That's the yeah. thing. It's cool. We just, we wanted something that, it was almost like what, we wanted to create what we were looking for out yeah. there in the endo world. And we couldn't find yes. it. So we were like, okay, let's create that. Mm. And I mean... Autumn, you know, gives me credit for like the website and like writing and certain things, but it would not be as cool without Autumn because she's like, she won't admit this, Autumn, but like, she's <laughs> just, like so hip. Like, I can't keep up with oh her. Oh my God. Yeah, right. And, <laughs> no, but, like, but that's what makes her hip is like, she doesn't even know it. But there's so many things like photos or artwork or things that I just. I would all like if without her, I wouldn't know what to do, you know? So it's like, I was, we like, we make a great team, I guess is my point. Cause yeah, Yeah. I can put together this website. I can make it look good to an extent, Mm. but it would not have this like flair that it does without her. Like the aesthetic of it is very autumn. And I appreciate that. Cause you do like everything. (laughs) (laughs) She does more than she thinks she does. Um, and (laughs) we're both saying and, the same I mean, thing about each other so just like both yeah. accept and embrace yeah we do I mean, do very different things though like mm-hmm. it's very very different but it's good but it yeah I, I we were looking for something because like the yellow and the you know the inspirational stuff it it is good and I think it does help people obviously those people have like tens of thousands of followers you know and I think people love it but it's hard for us we wanted something like funny and like vulgar mm-hmm. and like just gross and like yeah because that's what it is just like real you know yeah. and like I don't know yeah we I mean just just as how I was attracted to reaching out to Autumn because her handle was fuck you endo you know mm-hmm. and, and it's interesting that we ended up creating something together that was this like vulgar and raw and 
real site, you know, where yeah. you can find things like sex tips and mm. they're personal and weird and, but they should be out there. You know, we should talk about these things and we should be able to swear and, you know, be inappropriate, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, I actually wanted to ask you about the sex tips, but before um, I go into that, like for those who haven't yet looked at the site, um, can you say a little bit about what it, you know, what, what it's about and the features that you have on the site and a newsletter? Yeah. Uh, so we do weekly newsletters, which um, come out every Monday. They are filled with things, uh, articles other women have written. We also always accept articles from mm-hmm. women. We either reach out to them. Sometimes uh, women will submit them. Um, they can be, you know, personal stories or, you know, poetry, whatever. We really want anything featured to be creative on both ends, not just our end, but the women who are contributing. Mm -hmm. Um, We do interviews um, with women. We do sex tips. We do, you know, tips and tricks and, you know, like Autumn gets chronic migraines and she's done a couple things with that. And we'll do some foodie stuff here and there. I mean, we really just, there's no limit. Um, I think our main goal is just building this community of women, Mm -hmm. you know, and women that want to, that have like the same, um, Oh God, I don't know where I'm going with this, but you know, we're (laughs) all on the same page. No, absolutely. You know, like there's something for everyone. Like I feel like, you know, it sounds so strange, but like when you feel lonely in your disease and you, um, it's so, easy to find yourself like searching the internet to find like even just an article that you can that feels like you know that you can share with your friends and family to Mm. you know to get them to understand your story and whatever and I I feel like that's important I want them to see themselves in something you know so there is lots of different stuff but um I I completely agree I think you've got a lot going on there in the sense that um you can kind of pull from it what you want and I love I love the sex tips I love that it has its own header Thank you. you know yeah it's, it's not just lost in a load of articles um what made you yes. decide that actually this is going to have its own thing like it's you know it's big enough to be on its own I think just so like women can basically find it they're looking for sex tips they can find all of them on one page just kind of like you said it's not lost on Mm. the page you know Mm -hmm. it's also just it's something we've done that is also repetitive you know we'll always be adding more it's not just a one-time thing yeah Uh, yeah. we could have a million sex tips I mean we freaking need them you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah anyone needs them it's women with endos so um I feel like that's why you know as Autumn said you know it's important it needs to be seen it's not out there you know um yeah so yeah, and I yeah. think it's really important when, like, I feel like sex falls to the bottom of the priority list when it comes to battling endo. Um, mm-hmm. The doctors don't really want to ask or care about that. Like, they're like, do you, oh, want, no. you know, do you want children in the future? Yes or no? Okay, move on. Like, exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh, well. And I mean, sorry, Karen. Um, just sex is so important, even just to a healthy person. Mm. But to these women, we, we, we are always suffering, you know, we have so much pain, physical and mental in our lives. Mm. And sex is this amazing, you know, physical and emotional thing. So it's, I just think it's ridiculous that it's fallen so far on, you know, 
this scale for what should help women, you know, yeah, and exactly. it just makes me like sad for luxury. women. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And like, yeah, how do you feel about sharing your sex tips? Like, are you did in the beginning where you like, oh, how do I say this? I still don't feel good about it. Like, <laughs> well, the, the funny thing is, is that Autumn was totally just gonna do like she, that was gonna be like her feature, right? Um, yeah. And then I just remember this one moment. It was you know we were preparing for a newsletter. We were getting our material together and she was like all right girl like you gotta help me and I was like all right we'll do it together you know and because we're yeah. better as a team anyways mm-hmm. um so yeah it can be a little weird you know um we're also we're just like everyone else we're, we're not you know we don't know more than everyone or anything you know so exactly. all the stuff on our site is just stuff that we've learned and when we haven't learned something we don't write about it you know yeah, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> we don't have a sex if we don't have one you know when we do we do yeah and so uh yeah they're just very personal and <laughs> it's like some of them can be like actual like positions or like yeah, ways yeah. I like I there's like this one that I've been trying to figure out with Fela and I'm like how do I explain like the penetration and like the like, speed of the penetration. Like, Go on, do you want to explain like, it now? Like to yeah, well yeah. on the podcast. No. <laughs> or also like, do I say the name? Like, do I say like? Well, also, can I? I don't know if I can say this on your podcast. You can say like, anything on my podcast. Like I had well, so many I swear jars like, as a the kid. Conversation of like, we had the conversation of like, so like, do I say like penis? Like. You know, and oh, we just like, didn't exactly. know like, it if it was like appropriate. Weird. It sounds so weird to write and then so, yeah, put on yeah. a website. But what else would you say, I guess? Like every other <laughs> word is like well, more you... offensive, isn't it? No, you wouldn't try to be like a porn star and say like, <laughs> what, dick. dick or something. That sounds so gross. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. we don't... like in vagina, it just sounds so weird. Because you're trying to sound like hip and fun and then you're like, penis, vagina. Science, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Yeah, it almost sounds so medical. So it's yeah. like, how can we be funny, but also talk about sex, but also not make it like someone's reading a porn on our website, you know? No, totally. <laughs> and like, without drawing pictures, it's like, how do I explain? Like, <laughs> I really wanted to draw pictures, by the way. And I was really excited. There's going to be like a comic of like sex positions. Please and do I this. I still think she should do it. Please do this. I'm, okay. I'm, I'm sure we're going to have people write in now and be like, we want the pictures. Yes, everyone should vote for Autumn to do that because <laughs> it would be amazing. I actually wanted to ask you, this is probably selfish because no one's told me about this. Ken, who wrote about pelvic floor therapy? Was it you, Autumn? Oh, oh that was me. No, oh, was okay. So no, yeah. no doctor's ever suggested this to me. Can you explain what pelvic floor oh therapy God. is and, and how it helps? So, yeah, so um, I really love that sex tip that I wrote. Mm. Uh, I don't know, something about the words vaginal Xanax I thought was really uh, interesting. <laughs> oh, <yeah>. but, <laughs> it was beautiful. So poetic. Um, yeah, so pelvic floor therapy is, so your pelvic floor, it's the muscles inside your vagina. Yeah. Um, like, and um, they can become really destroyed just from chronic pain. Um, so, I mean, even if you didn't have endometriosis, um, if you have chronic pain in that area, even if you just have bad periods without a reproductive disease, you could still mess up your pelvic floor. Um, and so 
the great thing about the fact that there's a therapy for it is some women, even after successful surgeries, will still get, you know, cramping in their pelvic region. Yeah. And it can be simply because they have those muscles that are tight and need to be uh, loosened. It's almost like, you know, if your like vagina was like a fist, it would like never loosen. Yeah. That's yeah. so gross. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. I get it. We all oh get God. it, don't we? Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so it can also make sex painful. Um, mm-hmm. So that's something like women with really bad pain while having sex, you know, should, I mean, doctors should tell them to do uh, pelvic floor therapy, but it can be kind of weird. Autumn and I have kind of laughed about this because they oh do gosh. have to have their fingers inside of you. And but, it, okay, uh, first okay. of all, okay, no, let me just is, say something. This is Fela made me believe <laughs> that my doctor, like, was, like, doing sexual things to me or something. <gasps> oh, she, I bet you did not. Because I told her what my doctor did oh my or gosh. what my my physical therapist did. She was like, that's and not normal. That's not supposed to happen. Because my physical therapist did not put their fingers inside of me the first time. So I was like, Autumn, why did they go inside of you? Like, that's, Yeah, like it was that horrible. Sound... And, but I just kept saying, like, that's all she did, which it didn't really work for me. I think a lot of people it works for them, but like, I just, Oh, it's so uncomfortable. Like it's very no. weird. And a lot of it is breathing. So right, okay. autumn isn't that <laughs> I was no. not that good at breathing, but she just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I've just done a lot of yoga mm-hmm. and, um, I feel like if you're in tune with breathing, pelvic floor therapy can be really beneficial for you. Um, mm-hmm. and because you have to focus on breathing, you know, you simply are just, relaxing those muscles. Um, I haven't done a ton of pelvic floor therapy. Um, but I can say that it, I can feel the difference because they will poke inside of you and then it'll, you know, feel very tender, almost like a bruise. Yeah. And then you'll do some breathing exercises with them and then they'll poke the same spot and you can't even feel it. So then when you think about having sex and something's going inside of you, if a finger tapping, it feels like a bruise that's mm. not fun, you know, like yeah, no one should yeah, have yeah. sex like that. But after doing those exercises, you don't feel it like, okay, great. That can be like oh, simply just pleasure now, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so any, you know, I really suggest everyone trying it. I mean, you know, there's no harm in trying it. And yeah. um, those muscles are just so important for so many reasons mm. and can cause us pain, you know, without us realizing that it's actually stemming from the muscles and not our organs. So yeah. you can be like that for, you can be like disease free practically and still have those problems right. for the rest of yeah. your life, you know? Yeah. Like sex could still hurt, which would be so frustrating, excuse me, to have, um, like a successful surgery, you know, and know that there's no disease in your body, but still be having pain mm. uh, yeah. with sex. So yeah, exactly. of course. I, I'm going to try yeah. it. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's vaginal Xanax. Thank you yeah, for sharing exactly. that with us. <laughs> Beautiful. Okay, so I really wanted to talk about the charity. So obviously on your site, you have um, a link about your charity. So do you want to talk to us a bit about that and like the plans about it? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, First, let me say we haven't been moving on with it recently as much just because we've both been very sick lately. Um, and we're still trying to raise money for it. Yeah. So, um, it's, we'll probably, I would think, hopefully have it started by the end of this year. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Fela, do you want to talk about it a little bit? Yeah, I mean, so yeah, as Autumn said, I mean, it's it's been something that we have kind of put to the side and really just put all our energy into the website. Mm-hmm. Um, the actual charity is to um, raise money to help women freeze and harvest their eggs. Um, so these are women, you know, with any form of reproductive disease that would end in a hysterectomy. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as you, I mean, I've seen, you know, on social media, you know, so many women um, share their stories of, you know, trying to um, harvest their eggs. And it's a very expensive thing um, on top of the fact that even if you have insurance, it actually only covers a certain portion. You know, you yeah. can't just get it completely covered. It's the same um, here. Like you have to pay privately for it. Yeah. And it's, I think, you know, it hits Autumn and I really hard because we are you know, two women that um, have struggled really hard being so young and being pushed into hysterectomy so young. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you suffer so much, I, f- you know, we feel that these women should have the right to have that choice. You know, you lose all freedom when you're this sick um, and you have no control over your body. You know, your body doesn't let you have what you want at all. Yeah. And yeah. to give these other women a choice, you know, is this really beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of gives me chills to even talk about. It's just mm-hmm. changing um their lives in such a positive way. And it's something that, you know, we can't do, but if we can give women the opportunity to, you know, it would impact our lives as well, you know? Oh yeah. So, I um, mean, it would be amazing to like, to be able to like hand a check to someone. I mean, oh my God. Yeah. It gives me chills too. So that's like our main goal, I think. Right. Um, but even like, I mean, we would be happy, like I said, with one woman, you know. Yeah, um, no, we talk about that so all the time. We, we can do, like follow like, her through her journey. Yeah, and like stalk you know, her for the rest of her life. Literally, yeah. we want to buy her, like send her gift baskets. Like, oh yes, like give stuff, like maybe babysit her new baby. Like oh, definitely <laughs> for sure, definitely like when her baby graduates high school, like we'd be yeah, there. We'll be there for sure. It's <laughs> <laughs> like hiding in the background. We are so yeah. creepy by the way. Like we would never yeah. do that. That's fine. I mean, we, we would do it. it. It's brilliant. I'm just cracking up. No one would like allow it, but we would do yeah. it. Yeah. We yeah, would yeah, definitely yeah. stalk on social media platforms. Like that's oh, a gift. That's just sure. natural. Like that's not even. Definitely yeah. natural. The other yeah, stuff, we'll thing. see how they feel about it. Like, if she's mm-hmm. down with us visiting, that's cool. Yeah, just whatever <laughs> we can do, basically. Okay, so be yeah. aware, people, that if you get a check of Autumn and Favor, yes. they will be stalking <laughs> you for the rest of your lives. Yeah, yeah that's basically, yeah. you're selling your soul to the devil, yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> to the Endo Twins, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, in the long-term goal, you know, I think that, we would love to always still have newsletters, you know, mm. um, eventually yeah. we'd love to be able to like hire other women to, you know, work with us to make the newsletters even better. And yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like having a group would, you know, do that of creative women, um, even if they didn't have endo, but who have some sort of chronic illness to kind yeah, of yeah. join together, you know, and make mm-hmm. it bigger and better, you know, and the website bigger and better. But then Autumn and I could really indulge more into the charity and give like 110% to really like meet with these women and sit down with these women. And oh, yeah. I mean, because even though it would be a financial thing, we want to be there emotionally, you know, because it's a long process, you know, even after freezing and harvesting your eggs, even though we're helping them 
do that part, we would still want to be there for them um, through the rest of their journey and, you know, their trials and errors. And um, I think that's where endo twins will really be a, a, a big thing, you know, like a life changing thing when it's hit that yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. So it kind so, of be like a, a funding charity and also a service of like a support exactly. service. Exactly. Yes. yes I definitely. Love, I love that idea. That's awesome. So you have yeah. a, um, is it a GoFundMe page? Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, yeah, we started that a really long time ago. Can mm-hmm. we still um, donate via that? I think, yeah. Yeah, you just, can. Yeah. Um, we um, actually, oh, sorry. No, what were you going to say? Um, never mind. I thought it was on the, our website, but it's not. That's just our PayPal. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. Well, we'll repost it on the website. And I mean, we need to like revamp it soon. It's just we kind of put it to the side for a little yeah, while. Yeah. Um, I mean, well, yeah. it was also hard to raise money for a charity that, you know, we haven't we haven't been able to affect someone's life yet. Mm. So I feel like it's hard for people to um, understand the charity when it's not a charity yet. You know what I'm saying? Or like they haven't excited seen, about it. Yeah. yeah they haven't, they haven't seen, seen like, the positivity come from it. Yeah. I mean, we want to find like a new spin on it, a way to get people to understand like how important this is. I mean, I know it can be kind of controversial, controversial about, um, freezing your eggs, the decision to do that instead of adopting or whatever. I think every woman has the right to, to choose anything, but also yes. to choose that. I mean, mm-hmm. if that's, I mean, you should at least have the opportunity, especially now that I'm facing a hysterectomy. Like I didn't have the opportunity to freeze my eggs, but, um, I would have done it. I would have for sure would have wanted to, I mean, yeah. everybody's mm-hmm. situation is different. And even just I think this is also something that helps people emotionally, you know, even if they can't end up doing in vitro or whatever it is, um, or artificial insemination and whatever. Um, I think it just helps emotionally to know that that piece of you isn't gone forever, you know? Yeah, Um, totally. So, so yeah, we want to start working on it more soon, like after my surgery and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, definitely don't don't feel panicked because I'm asking you. I just, you know, <laughs> take your time. But um, just, yeah. you know, if people did want to donate, I just wanted to make sure that that stream was still open because I'm sure there will be people who are listening. You know, endo doesn't discriminate. It can affect people who have, got, have lots of money and people who have not very much money. Exactly. So there might be yeah. women or men listening with endo or not and will think, actually, I've got the money and I want to donate. Um, yeah, I mean, and if you go to our website, um, at the top, there's all the links. Uh, and there's one that says charity. And from there, there is a PayPal account. Amazing. Um, yeah, so. Okay, well, cool. yeah, I wish you the best of luck with that. I think it's, I think it's Thank you. a brilliant idea. And, you know, I'm sure people will be behind this. It, you I know, so. it's just about, I guess, yeah. marketing it and you've got time to think about it. Yeah. yeah, we definitely, we have a lot of work that we want to do, but the great thing is that we are still so young, you know, mm-hmm. and yeah, of um, I always, like, I always, Autumn, I always talk about this, like, if we can do this much, this sick, how mm, much can exactly. we do when we're actually feeling better? You know, exactly. it's just, it's just, you know, we're just pretty unstoppable at this point, you know, and I yeah. feel like the more we've suffered, the more fuel we get to just succeed because we our bodies have just 
betrayed us and it's made us angry yeah. and hormonal <laughs> and you know we turn that yeah. into like this powerful business and just kill it you know <laughs> yeah no, no I I it's love really that. helpful just to end um I know that there's like so many ways that endo has um caused us to struggle but um you know with with what I write about like I'm, I'm always trying to look at the ways that um you know, we can feel better and look after ourselves and try and find the light. So um, I was wondering, like, what ways has endo changed your life, like, for the better? Like, what's happened that, you know, it's made you, like, look at things differently or do something different? I mean, like, I feel, oh, it makes me emotional, but, like, I feel really, I didn't think that I could love as strongly as I do now you know what I mean like I never mm-hmm. like the people that I love in my life like I never thought I could love or appreciate them that much you know um That's because fair. when you see people like go to the hospital for you or like take care of you mm-hmm. you know what I yeah. mean it's yeah, like feeling, yeah. oh it's it just you enter this whole other like level of love and it's mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? No, it's so beautiful. It really is. Like you can, you just can look at people and be like, you know what? Even if you like did something horrible to me tomorrow, I would appreciate you forever. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Cause they just, just to have, I don't know. That's great. I mean, I, f- and then, I f- oh, sorry. No, what were you going to say? <laughs> <laughs> well, I just kind of wanted to, I feel like it almost intensifies every um feeling you have in any relationship like Mm. so whether it's you know with your boyfriend your partner or if it's you know like autumn and I meeting like our friendship it just made me realize like what a good friend really is you know so it's just like that love is just times 10 or even with your family members you know just every relationship in my life that love has just it just gives me chills it's just unreal and because it is endo just makes you suffer I feel like you get so used to suffering that when there's that tiny bit of happiness in your life Mm. it's just it's just this mind-blowing experience of just like love and beauty and the world is limitless and you just you feel this like powerful superhuman feel you know oh yeah Yeah. or even just like a sunset on a day that you've been stuck in bed all day and then sunrise yeah you like yeah, I like, feel drag like... yourself outside, and it's the most beautiful <laughs> thing you've ever seen. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I feel like as a sick person, one of the most beautiful things is that you appreciate things that everyone else, not, well, this sounds like me, not everyone else, but some yeah. people just push aside, mm-hmm. you know? They like, just don't, I, yeah. I actually wrote this poem about it recently, and it was just talking about these little things that are huge to us, you know, whether it's like, you've been bedridden for a week and you go outside and you feel the rain on your face or, you know, just, I don't know. Yeah. I I could go on and on about it, but there's a lot of beauty. Yeah. No, I I completely understand. I, that, I mean, that feeling you're saying going outside and feeling the rain, like I, I broke my spine and um, hips and pelvis and stuff years ago. Oh my God. Yeah. And when I, um, so I was like um, bedridden because I bed, yeah. on bed rest <laughs> in hospital because yeah. I couldn't um I obviously I couldn't move couldn't like lift my neck when I finally was on a wheelchair and I got to go 
downstairs, my mum took me out of the hospital for some air. It was like the first time I could like kind of feel grass under my feet again in like, oh I don't gosh. know, six weeks. And I just remember crying and just my oh, mum just not getting ugh. it and just being like, you know, like you don't know what it's like. How can you explain? I don't know how that feeling of being like, I might never feel that again. I might actually oh my gosh. Feeling, then going out and feeling it. It's just like. But it's so beautiful. You'll remember that moment Mm. forever. Like probably almost every time you touch grass to your feet, you know what I mean? And that's something that like my number one goal is to feel better. But my second goal is to always remember like how bad I felt because I want to appreciate feeling good, you know, every time I feel good. I mean, and we deal with that every other day, like Mm. feeling a little bit better and struggling to, you know, appreciate it I mean yeah I feel like you're constantly trying to like grab onto these tiny little moments to just help you emotionally survive being sick yeah yeah you know I'm gonna have to wrap it up because we're just chatterboxes yes um, oh my gosh thank you so much we are so honored yeah (laughs) we're obsessed with you and we you will be stalked a little bit (laughs) so that's it thank you so much for listening i hope you enjoyed this week's episode um if you liked the show please do go over to itunes um and leave me some stars um leave a review if you like um i'd really appreciate it and it would help others to find the um, podcast so the more reviews and the more ratings i have the higher it goes up in the charts um and then it becomes easier for other people with chronic conditions and mental health issues to find it um you can also come and say hi to me on social media i'm on instagram at this underscore endo life I'm on Twitter at this underscore endolife uh, with a capital T-E-N-L. And I'm also on Facebook at thisendolife.com. Um, if you want to find out a bit more about what I, what I do, uh, you can read my blog and that is thisendolife.com. So yeah, I hope you enjoyed this week and I'm really looking forward to seeing you again soon.